Welcome back to the MTN Giants podcast. So I actually forgot the Giants play on Saturday. So silly me. I thought it was on Sunday. I was going to save this video for tomorrow, but I like to get these out like two days in advance. And I was like, oh, crap, they play Saturday, not Sunday because it's Christmas. So anyway, we're going to preview the Giants versus the Vikings. The Giants are on the road here at Minnesota. 8-5-1 against the 11-3 Minnesota Vikings, who do have a very impressive record, of course. They are coming off the largest NFL comeback in NFL history last week versus the Colts. Now, does it count when it's against Matt Ryan? Maybe not, but still very impressive in my mind. Now, although their record's great, and I would say that the Vikings are a more talented team than the Giants, they're not invincible. They are definitely a beatable team. They have deficiencies on their team. We'll talk about them, but don't let the record intimidate you too much. The Vikings are only favorites by four points, which I think is not too bad. I know last week for most of the week, the Giants were four point, five point underdogs and they went to Washington and they beat them by eight. So anything's possible. As always, we will run through the injury report quickly. So Adoree Jackson, uh, Shane Lemieux, they're out for this game. It seems like Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, Nick Vanette, Leonard Williams, and Isaiah Hodgins should play in this game. No Xavier McKinney yet. I'm hoping that he comes back as soon as possible because that would be great to have him for a game like this and not to have Nick McLeod and Fabian Moreau guard Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. But that's going to be the case this week, unfortunately. For the Vikings, their center, Garrett Bradbury, is out for this game. Eric Hendricks is questionable. The linebacker, Cam Dantzler, the cornerback, is also questionable. So they could be without some pretty key pieces. I mean, Garrett Bradbury's been playing pretty well this year. You have Eric Hendricks, who's been around for a while, a very good linebacker. And even Cameron Dantzler, I believe, is a starter for that team on the outside. So you know, they could be without three starters, possibly. Now, looking at the Vikings' stats on the season as a team, they are eighth in points offensively. They can put up points. We know the weapons they have offensively. Their offensive line has been better than in years past, so it's definitely not as bad as it once was. They're 13th in offensive yards overall, 13th in turnovers. They are third in passing attempts, and that's why I was so big on, you know, for fantasy football at least, that's why I was so big on this Vikings offense because, like, I think... Kevin O'Connell, before the season started, had some type of quote that he really wanted to make this a pass-first offense because the previous, I don't know how many years it's been, but for the, for a while, under Mike Zimmer, who was the Vikings coach for, I don't know, since like 2014 up until uh, this past offseason, they like to be a run-first team, and now that's not how it is. It's a pass-first team under Kevin O'Connell, and that's why I was so high on Justin Jefferson, obviously, even Adam Thielen to a degree, and I thought Kirk Cousins might have his best statistical season in his entire career, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head for Cousins, but I feel like he's having a good statistical year, but this team loves to air it out, and that's not a good matchup for the Giants. We know that right now, at least. The only good thing about the Giants' pass defense is their pass rush. I mean, their their secondary is not getting it done right now. I would feel much better about them if they had their best safety in McKinney and their best corner in Adoree Jackson, but they're not going to have them this week. So the Giants are definitely missing some very key pieces in a game where they need those guys. Passing offense-wise, once again, 6th in touchdowns, 7th in total passing yards, Rushing the ball, they're 26th in attempts. So once again, like under Zimmer, it was pretty much the opposite. They would be much higher in running attempts as compared to passing attempts. Now they're 26th in rushing attempts, even with two good running backs in Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook. They're 28th in rushing yards, 7th though in rushing touchdowns, and 26th in yards per attempt. 
Defensively, this is where this team is beatable. So they are 28th in defensive points allowed. They're last in the NFL in total yards allowed defensively. They are eighth in turnovers. That's not too bad, of course. They've given up the 31st most passing yards this year. Now, once again, not a good matchup for the Giants because they don't pass the ball very much. We know the Giants passing offense has been pretty underwhelming the entire year. I think Daniel Jones has one game over 300 passing yards this year. Um, so yeah, it, it's not ideal. This would be a situation where if it was like 2019, where the Giants were, had Pat Shermer and aired the ball out a lot. I think these teams actually played in 2019, but when Pat Shermer would air the ball out, this would be a much better suited matchup. But with the Giants playing a very conservative style of offense, we got to see how much they take advantage of this bad, bad, and I mean bad secondary of the Minnesota Vikings. And if there was a week to air it out, I say this a lot, but if there was a week to air it out, you're in a dome. You have the one of the worst, possibly the worst secondary in football you're facing right now. Take shots. Let like unleash Daniel Jones and let's see what he's got. You know, I just I don't want to watch a game where he goes you know, 16 of 26 and 174 passing yards. Like, I I don't think they can win that way. They won that way last week with Jones having like a, you know, a solid game, having like a pretty high completion percentage, but only 160 passing yards and 35 rushing yards, whatever it was. But I feel like the Vikings, especially with our secondary being banged up, they're going to put up points and the Giants will have to match that. So I don't want to have a situation where they limit Jones and don't let him throw the ball deep. I mean, as we know, Jones did not have a single pass attempt over 13 yards last week so they have to let him just try and take more shots and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but don't go out here and have the intentions of trying to complete three four five yard passes every single time because that method's not going to work versus this team against the rush they have given up the 18th most rushing yards and they allow their 14th in yards per carry so even their run defense is pretty mediocre maybe a little below average so um yeah this is a game where the Giants can put up points I would hope so at least I mean I don't think the um the Vikings pass rush is not like super scary like it once was when Everson Griffin was there and our old friend Linval Joseph I know they have Dalvin Tomlinson and Daniil Hunter still there playing well but still I mean this is not the same Vikings offensive line that we've seen in like you know the mid 2010s and even like the later parts of the 2010s so um yeah hopefully the Giants offensive line can hold up in a matchup like this and now we're going to look at some of the matchups on offense and defense. So looking at the Vikings offense versus the Giants defense. So as I mentioned, the wide receivers versus the corners, those matchups will be scary. I expect to see Justin Jefferson versus Fabian Moreau a lot in this game. And, you know, the Giants corners were guys that were not even signed until like early September. So these were guys that were not supposed to be thrown in there in a big matchup like this, but unfortunately that's kind of the hand they've been dealt. So even Darnay Holmes in the slot versus KJ Osborne, who I believe had a big game last week. He's actually a pretty talented receiver for the most part. He just gets overshadowed because of Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen. Of course, they have TJ Hawkinson, who they traded for from the uh, Detroit Lions, and he's a very talented guy himself. I think he was like the seventh overall pick or ninth overall pick, one of those. So they just traded for him. He's had some decent games for Minnesota so far. Definitely a red zone threat and they have some good offensive linemen I mean Christian Darisaw who they took in the draft the same year I think Andrew Thomas actually no might have been a year after but 2021's draft Christian Darisaw who I think they traded back and got I think I'm pretty sure that's how it went but Darisaw has been awesome this year he's definitely had a breakout year Ezra Cleveland that left guard he's also a young guy
guy I drafted a couple years ago playing really good football. I mentioned that Garrett Bradbury's out at center, so that's going to help the Giants. And they have Brian Neal at right tackle, who's playing very well. So their offensive line is is not that bad. It's not as bad as it used to be, as I mentioned, but they hopefully can take advantage of the center and right guard spots with guys like Dexter Lawrence and and Leonard Williams. They have some deficiencies on the interior. I don't expect the Giants edge rushers to have a crazy game. Like I don't expect Kayvon to have another like two and a half, three sack type game here, although that'd be great. And same for Ojolari. They're going against very good tackles this week, so it's going to be a bit tough. So the game on defense for the Giants is really going to come down to can the pass rush get to Kirk Cousins before he launches a deep ball to Jefferson or Osborne or whatever. Like That's going to be the biggest key of this game for the Giants. And if the Giants pass rush, pass rush does not show up in this game, I'm expecting possibly a long afternoon, especially on defense. They might still put up points offensively, but defensively, it will be a long day if they give Kirk Cousins time. Kirk Cousins is a much better quarterback when he is able to run the play action and give him time to scan the field and see what's developing. And, you know, if you give him that time, it's going to be a long day. I mean, Kirk Cousins is not elite by any means, but if you give him time to throw, he will find these receivers open downfield, especially against a secondary once again that has not been very good lately for the Giants. We'll see about the Giants linebacker spot. They did sign Tate Crowder back to the practice squad, so that was kind of odd, but he's back. So we'll see Micah McFadden, Jalen Smith. Uh, it's it's not exciting stuff. I think they did say Landon Collins will play more linebacker this week. I think uh, Don Martindale said that at practice today, so that's actually exciting. So I do want to see him play more, but you know, Landon Collins is definitely not like your future answer at linebacker, but just based on how things are going right now and nobody else is stepping up you might as well throw in the old safety and see if he can play there he had that big run stop last week so I'm excited for Landon Collins hopefully he you know balls out because he was definitely one of my favorite Giants of the 2010s we touched on Kirk Cousins a bit having a good year overall for the most part Dalvin Cook you know he's been staying healthy doing his thing I mentioned their backup running back Alexander Madison say they have guys on this team even their fullback CJ Ham. he makes an impact sometimes looking at the other side of the ball so when the Giants are on offense you're going to have some Isaiah Hodgins versus Patrick Peterson who you know he's been all right this year I will say for Peterson being how old is he now he is 32 almost 33 years old I feel like Patrick Peterson's been all right for them but between Cameron Bynum and and Harrison Smith who is not the same guy he was a few years ago he's getting a bit older now I'm gonna see how old he is He's now 33, almost 34. Wow. So yeah, Harrison Smith's almost 34. I mentioned Cameron Dantzler. He's their cornerback too. He's all right, but he's not elite by any means. So as I said, this secondary is beatable. And by the numbers, they are terrible. Um, They do have talented players though. They still have, you know, Jordan Hicks at linebacker, former Eagle, former Cardinal, solid player. I mentioned Eric Hendricks, Daniil Hunter we talked about. Zadarius Smith is still making plays. The former Packer, he's having a good year actually. And our old friend Dalvin Tomlinson is now a part of this Vikings defense. So they have talented defenders. It's just for some reason it's not clicking. So I don't know what it is. I'm sure a Vikings fan can explain it to you, but something about this defense is just not going right. Um, but yeah, for the Giants offense, you're going to have Andrew Thomas versus Daniil Hunter a lot in this game. And AT has to win that battle. He definitely, I feel like, was disrespected not making the Pro Bowl. Um, I feel like sometimes we overreact to Pro Bowls and, and shit like that. Like it doesn't really matter, but. 
I don't know. I feel like Andrew Thomas has arguably been the best left tackle in the game this year. And to see him not make the Pro Bowl, it's pretty disappointing. But once again, it's the Pro Bowl. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. But um, I feel like for the situation the Giants are in and, you know, not having a consistent left guard next to him, I just feel like for Andrew Thomas, he's been doing just as much as possible. So I was hoping he would make it. But I don't know, just not the case. So the rest of the offensive line, though, we'll see what happens. That could be Ben Bredesen at left guard, or maybe they stick with Nick Gates, or they rotate them like last week. I'm sure they still want to stick with Feliciano, who somehow Feliciano is like a Pro Bowl um, like alternate. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't think he's been good this year at all, but congrats, John Feliciano. Um, Glowinski at right guard, Evan Neal right tackle. Evan Neal, you know, he's not having that great of a year. We were hoping that... It will be better, and I have a, you know, a cold take because I thought Evan Neal would hit the ground running as a rookie, and I was wrong about that. But I do think Evan Neal at some point will turn it around, and I'm not ready to give up on the kid. I'm not even close, actually. So, you know, year two is going to be big for him, but Evan Neal hopefully is going to be fine for this game in particular. Take it one game at a time, but I'm not losing faith in Evan Neal overall. We'll see again if Richie James can make an impact. The Vikings have a slot corner, Chandon Sullivan, who has not really been that great. So hopefully Richie James, who actually made some big catches. I think he had like four catches, 42 yards last week, but had some big third down catches. He can make an impact, hopefully. So Richie James, once again, we'll see what he can do. Daniel Bellinger at tight end. You have Darius Slayton on the outside. So yeah, the Giants, in my opinion, they should take shots in this game. Like last game, as I said, Daniel Jones took no pass attempts over 13 yards. You cannot have that this game. You have to let the kid not much of a kid anymore Daniel Jones but like just let him unleash him like I get it his receivers are not good but this you're not going to beat this Vikings team dinking and dunking and putting up 13 offensive points which is what they did versus uh, the Washington Commanders last week you can't have that this is not going to be a game where the Giants win 16-13 or or 17-10. like It's not going to be that type of score. I think Minnesota puts up at least 21 points. And I know Don Martindale has done a fantastic job as a defensive coordinator, but the Vikings have too much offensive talent and a better offensive line. They're going to put up points, and the Giants have to look at this as like, hey, we're going to have to score at least... As I mentioned, 21, 24 points or somewhere in that area, hopefully even more. But they are not going to win this game by just taking like the short completions and hoping that it works out and rely on their defense to get it done. So, um, you know, I will say it's Saquon Barkley looked the best he had in like at least four or five games last week. So that's definitely a positive. If he keeps moving in the right direction, that's going to be great news for the Giants. And hopefully Saquon gets more involved in the passing game as well. He did have. I think a decent amount of receptions last game, like four or five maybe. But yeah, the Giants have to unleash the offense if they can. I know they're trying to limit things because of the situation, but this has to be one of those weeks where you kind of just let Daniel Jones just throw it deep and and once again see what happens so that's going to do it for the preview of this game i'm going to go through my spread picks real quick and make those we actually had a decent week i went eight six and one last week so that's actually not too bad um but let's go through the spreads this week so the jets are home versus the jaguars thursday night they're playing tonight the jets are two and a half point favorites for some reason i feel like the jets are going to win this game so uh do I trust the Jets, though? I'll take the Jaguars. You know, screw the Jets. I'll take the Jaguars. Take the Jaguars plus two and a half. The Falcons are at the Ravens. I almost said Braves. and I saw, like, I don't even know. Whatever. Um, Falcons are at the Ravens. Baltimore favorites by six and a half. Uh, I Give me, give me, give me the Falcons. Give me the Falcons. Baltimore has not been good at all for a long time now. 
Give me the Falcons plus six and a half. Lions at Panthers. It's a bit of an odd spread. Detroit only favorites by two and a half. I will take the Lions. I don't love it because that's a very fishy spread, but I'll take the Lions there. I mean, they've been playing very good football. Their season's on the line every week, basically, at this point. So, got to get that win. Bills at Bears. I think it might be like one of the coldest games in NFL history, I heard. So, we'll see about that. But, the Bills are favorites by eight. I will say, I'll take Buffalo. Give me Buffalo minus eight. I just, I don't know. The Bears are just, they're not playing for anything, obviously. They have injuries at their wide receiver position. It's going to be too much for Justin Fields to do it all on his own. So I will take Buffalo minus eight. The Saints are at the Browns. Cleveland favorites by three. The weather in this game apparently is going to suck, so I will take the team that runs the ball very well. Give me Cleveland minus three. I don't trust Andy Dalton in bad weather anyway. Seahawks at Chiefs. Chiefs are a minus 10. I'll take Seattle. The Chiefs have not dominated a team in a long time, and Seattle pretty much has their season on the line. Minnesota, they're a minus four against the Giants, so... Hate to be a pessimist, but I will take Minnesota. I think the Giants defense will have a tough time, and I don't trust the Giants offense to open up the pass, so I will just take Minnesota because of that, but hopefully I'm wrong. Bengals at Patriots. Bengals favorites by three only. Wow, so I don't understand that spread, but I, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm maybe on phone for something here, but I'll take Cincinnati. I feel like they're a much better team than the Patriots, in my opinion, so I'll take Cincinnati minus three on the road. Texans at Titans. Tennessee minus three and a half. It's tough because I know Ryan Ryan Tannehill's out, but we know that Derrick Henry destroys the uh, Texans every time he faces them. I guess I'll take Tennessee. I guess. I have their defense in fantasy in a couple leagues, and I need them, of course. It's like the fantasy semi-playoff, so that'd be very nice if their defense came up clutch. But I'll take Tennessee minus three and a half, but I don't love it. Commanders at Niners. Niners favorites by seven. Uh, Commanders stink. Give me, give me the Niners. I, I think the Niners can win this game by a good amount. I'll take the Niners minus seven. Eagles at Cowboys. No Jalen Hurts. Dallas a minus four and a half. I will. Hmm, this this is a tough one. This is a very tough one. How are they going to look with Gardner Minshew? Who I think is a fine quarterback, by the way. He's not Jalen Hurts, but I think he's a fine quarterback. I will. You know, give me give me the Eagles. Eagles plus four and a half is what I'll take. And I don't I don't think the Cowboys are like, you know, amazing. I think that I think the Eagles are still a better team, so I will take them plus four and a half. Um Raiders at Steelers. This is the uh, I guess Saturday Saturday night, Christmas Eve game. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I, I'll take the Raiders. I think the Raiders have a lot more offensive firepower. The Steelers defense is not what it used to be. So it's supposed to be a low scoring game, but I'll take the Raiders here. The Packers, this is now Christmas Day. Packers at the Dolphins. Miami's a minus four. I think the Packers keep it close. They know their season's on the line. Aaron Rodgers said it in the post-game interview. You know, basically, we can't lose anymore. So I think they will give it their best shots. I'll take the Packers. I still think the Dolphins might win this one by three or something like that. But I'll take the Packers plus four. The Broncos are at the Rams, a game that you just don't want to watch. 35 and a half was the opening line. Now it's 36 and a half. But God, that's terrible. So Denver's a minus three. I just feel like I want to take the points. I don't trust Baker versus the Broncos defense at all but I don't know maybe Russell Wilson's playing this week it seems like Russ is gonna play so I, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Broncos in that matchup I don't trust Baker versus the Broncos defense at all so Broncos minus three for me on the road Buccaneers at Cardinals there is no Kyler Murray so Tampa uh, they're favorites by seven and a half I will take I'll take Tampa I still think Tampa has a talented defense we haven't seen it lately but 
They got out to such a great start last week versus Cincinnati, and they just didn't finish. Their offense completely broke down in the second half. The Cardinals' defense sucks. I think Brady might have a really good statistical game in this one. I'll take Tampa minus 7.5. Monday night, Chargers at Colts. Chargers minus 4.5 is the spread. I will take, now once again, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is making his first start this year. This is like the fourth quarterback change for the Colts now. It was Matt Ryan to start. Ellinger, Ellinger replaced him. They went back to Matt Ryan once uh, Frank Wright got fired. Now to Nick Foles. So four quarterback changes in one one year. I mean, you don't see that every year. So anyway, um, I will take the, give me the Chargers. I mean, the Colts lost Jonathan Taylor for the year. Maybe Nick Foles gives that offense some spark, but I, I think the Chargers are pretty much in a, uh, not a must-win situation, but if they lose this game, that would really suck for them. So they'll be focused. I'd say the Chargers win this game. I'll take them minus four and a half. So that's going to do it. We ran through all the games. We ran through the Giants, Vikings, of course, and hopefully the Giants find a way to get themselves. I think if the Giants win and a couple other teams lose, they clinch a playoff spot. So that'd be awesome. I'm not too concerned about that right now. The Giants just have to win, I think, like one more game, I think, at this point to just make the playoffs. And, you know, it is more likely they win next week or even the week after if the Eagles are resting their guys. But let's not look past this week. It's not impossible. As I said, the Vikings, their record's good. They have talent. Their young coach is definitely exciting and, and you know, making them a pass-first offense and playing to their strengths. But um, it's not impossible. The Giants could win this game. They just have to open up the offense, and we'll see if they do that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.